The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendos, and Larson, and... Your pal Cal's here. We got Cal Jack here, uh, joining me for our review of All Elite Wrestling's uh, Fighter Fest. That's what it's called, yeah. Yep, Fighter Fest. Yeah. Um, you can find Steven Larson on uh, YouTube, of course, youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, also on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Cal, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Cal, K-L underscore, J-K underscore. Yeah. But you know why it's spelled the way it's spelled? There's no C's in Caljack. You know why there's no C's? We're not, we're not average. Nobody's average. Nobody's average. We're not average. We're not, not average. C average. So it's K-L underscore J-K. Same with my pro wrestling tea shop. Pro wrestling slash Caljack, K-L-J-K. Thank you, Cal. Thank you. So, no problem. Thank you for having me here. So thank you for, for joining us. This is a... Uh... So, of course, for those who are unaware, Steve's going to be on vacation for the next three weeks. Cal yep. will be joining us for the next two. Um, and the third week, kind of have like a best of retrospective type deal. Yeah, that's for, that's stuff that you guys kind of already did. Yeah, we have all that all shot already. You know, I was willing to do another week. Yeah. I was going to do it. I was going to tell all those kids at that camp I was going to go to. Be like, you know what, kids? I don't care about you. This is more important. Steve and Larson mean more to me wow. than you little brats. But you know what? You guys already did everything, so now I gotta do well, this. Well, then kids you're crushing camp. the souls of those poor kids. You know, you know they need to learn. They need I mean, to learn to have love. their feelings hurt. Yeah, there's it's tough, tough love. love. Okay, well, it's I'm, tough. You're you're a giant bear man. I won't argue with bear you. man. No, I won't argue with bear yeah. man. Um, all right, nonetheless, we're here to talk about Fighter Fest. We just watched the whole yep. show, uh, top to bottom. Uh, your initial thoughts? It was good. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I haven't watched a pay per view like all the way through in a long time. And like a lot of, I'm, I'm not sure how many of your, the friendos do this, but I like to watch the highlights and then you guys pick up the pieces for me. So for me to watch a pay-per-view the whole way through, mm-hmm. it's it's been a good while. Um, so being able to sit and watch and kind of interact with the friendos and watch the whole thing, I kind of have a more of a positive view on just just how that went mm-hmm. you know if i would just watch the highlights and hear you guys talk i don't know how i would have felt about it because mm-hmm. it wouldn't really have been my opinion but that i got to sit and watch the whole thing through i you know i i really enjoyed it it was really good now i didn't watch the the televised version of double or nothing um uh how does this in terms of the tv presentation commentary how does this stack up so a lot of the little Things that people were having issues with were how was the commentary? Did the commentary guys get along very well? Were they able to like mesh well? Mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell because you know we're we're listening yeah, to headphones and my in my I have these big dumb cauliflower ears, so I can't really pick up a lot of things with those type of headphones. But as far as like a presentation go, I wouldn't with all with that double or nothing. You have that big fight feel. 
And there was just so many things in that show that made it really big. Mm -hmm. This one was a, a lot smaller version of that, obviously. Yeah. I kind of wonder if this is kind of like a trial run for their weekly television. Because that's the vibe that's, I kind of got. Yeah, that's kind of a good one. Because how long was it total? It's, uh, it's about three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. So it's like a longer-ish episode yeah, yeah. that they're probably going to have. You know, in October when mm -hmm. you know, they start running, but as a whole, it was good. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a great like, you know, they hit a home run by mm -hmm. any means, but yes. it was just it was a good solid show. Yeah, it was an enjoyable show. Yeah, um, um, there was a couple production issues as far as, uh, and this is completely just minor detail. Yeah, uh, you know, cameras not picking up the action in the ring or spots happening or, or, yeah. or cutting the cameras that are doing this. But yeah, again, minor things and you and know, that's and they're a young company and that's stuff that like. Because all those camera guys in WWE, they have, they're able to like pick up the pace. They know where to stand mm -hmm. at everything. Mm -hmm. They just have natural habits for that. Yeah. But for all the elite guys who they hired, they're gonna have to get used to where they position yeah. the camera, how they how they help tell the story with yeah, the wrestlers, yeah, totally. and how they give commentators more of info. I don't remember where I heard this, and I could be completely imagining this, um, but some, something about back in the WCW days. Like the uh, 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 Time Warner didn't hire, like they didn't have a full time camera crew. Like I assume really, like WWE does. Yeah, yeah. They would just you know hire people here and there, and so yeah. they weren't as acclimated. Yeah, I could be imagining that. It, that might be true. I, I think. have very vivid dreams. But that 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 could be true because they might just hire guys straight out of the union or something. Maybe. Be like, here, hold this camera. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever. Or that, WWE. I'm sure their camera crew's been there. It's for the same years, guys they've years years. they've ran forever. They they keep the same. It's like, like they say it's a circus. Mm -hmm. So they keep the same people. They're on the road all. all they're the on time. the road all the time. They just yeah. keep the same guys there. Yeah. Um, so like across the board, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this was as outstanding as Double or Nothing. But then again, Double or Nothing was was advertised as pay per view quality show. Yeah. yeah. This was did not have that level of hype behind it. It was available for free on Bleacher Report Live, and some uh, friendos in chat mentioned some issues with the app. Ours was pretty seamless. We had mo one moment of buffering. That was it, just one, one. Just one little thing. Um, so uh, hopefully those of you who had issues with Bleacher Report uh, managed to enjoy enough of the show so it didn't ruin your experience for you. Um, with that said, I agree with you. It's a pretty fun show. Not across the board excellent, but nonetheless still pretty solid. Let's kick things off with the kickoff show, the pre-show, the buy-in. I think that's what they were calling it. Yep. Um, start off with a really solid match. Triple threat tag team match. You get your best friends, Trent and Chuck. Best Titan Tron, the whole business. Uh, taking on SCU and Private Party. Private Party. Star making performance from Private Party. Here. They were great. Um, obviously, these guys are really new. Mm -hmm. And just from a pro wrestler standpoint, there's a lot of little things that they did in the match that kind of show that they're new. But their presentation's great. Yes. Their athleticism is great. Off Their the look is great. Mm -hmm. Like that, the experience just comes with time. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the ring with Scorpio Sky, and you're in there with Kazarian, and you're in there with Chuck and or what's his name? Chuck, uh, yeah, Chuck and Trent. Yeah, Chuck and Trent. Those yeah. guys have been around forever. So for them, this is a great opportunity mm -hmm. for them to see how well they can keep up with guys that've been in it forever. Mm -hmm. And they did awesome. Yeah, they kept them. And they and they kept them really the center point of the whole match. Mm -hmm. So I gave them a lot of opportunity to to sell, to shine, to do some of their, their stuff that they're good at. Mm -hmm. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the uh, the uh, Casino Battle Royale at uh, Double or Nothing, they really had that one awesome spot, the uh, the the Frankensteiner and yeah. the Cutter spot. Yeah. They did that again here. Yeah. And then a lot more. Yeah. Um, Finish saw Trent pinning, uh, I think his name was Mark Quinn. Yeah. Um, after a strong zero from Best Friends. 
And then, of course, you got this storyline with the Dark Order having beef mm-hmm. with best friends. <laughs> so they show up on the Tron, talk some trash. Yeah, they said some stuff. Light go, lights go down. The ring is surrounded by the uh, the Dark Order goons. Yeah, all the goons. Not one the t- one of the guys had a, a Batman, Batman tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Batman. You know, when I'm not in the Dark Order, I'm getting these sweet comic bookings. <laughs> you know, if you know this by cosplay, it's Batman, but I'm not Batman. Dark Order goon. Uh, and the lights go down again, yep. and all the goons are gone. They're, the goons are gone. So Dark Order's playing mind games with best friends. Yeah. I don't know if best friends... Are, are are really subject to mind games of I don't, this magnitude. I don't I don't see where personality wise what they think like translate. Oh, okay, I guess cool, they're yeah. I guess they're targeting us. Wow, I they mean, can tell, they can teleport. That's they, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's kind of cool. You know, if they ever take a picture of us, I'm going to take it and not yeah, give them any give credit, credit for it's it. Like, hey, Dustin, can we learn how to teleport <laughs> like these guys? And uh, not give them any credit for it. <laughs> I don't know, Greg. Salt. <laughs> uh, that was an excellent match. Everybody had it off to it shine. Good. It's really um, good. Even those matches where so much stuff happens, it's hard and impossible to take notes. It's it's hard with how talented and good everybody is in yeah, that. I'm yeah. wondering why like the pre-show. I know. I would have preferred it to have been on the main, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess in one sense, you need to. I understand having one really strong match on the pre-show yeah. is a quality. I'm actually, I'm more, actually more surprised this opened the show. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought maybe the uh, the Michael Nakazawa Alex Jabaley match could have opened the show, but then again, if you want to make sure you hook your yeah. audience right away, because you could have you could have put that match anywhere on the card. Oh, it would have fit know, it perfectly, except for the main, but yeah. anywhere on the card. <laughs> uh, next, there's a bit where the Young Bucks backstage they're walking around. There's sit down interview uh, bits with each of them, both uh, Matt and Nick, um, and they're kind of complaining about how Kenny Omega has not been using the budget for this show wisely. Mm-hmm. They were expecting a top notch accommodations top-notch the finest of foods <laughs> and he's not delivered um, they run to him there's some issues he says you know uh, don't worry about it I'll take care of it however uh, two of the models who are up on the ramp um, uh, fortunately, so that's what that was they yeah. couldn't afford all the models yes. so they had to replace them with mannequins yeah Okay, I didn't. I couldn't really yeah, hear yeah, all that. Yeah, he said budgetary problems. You know that happens. You can't if you can't hire the runway models. You got to supplement them out with because that's like I the guess. people that do the the sign shaking thing. Yeah, um, they took those people out and they have like a mannequin standing there. That looks that's so mission. creepy. Yeah, isn't it? With that, the motor that does it. The motor thing that just has it shaking that's around. So creepy. So it's the same concept. You know, that's what they did. They, it's, they it's, pulled the old. Yeah, we can't sell real estate this way or tell people to go to get their insurance from here. Yeah, we supplement with a. Uh, we get a mannequin with a, a mannequin motor with a motor set. in it. So, so they so did the this. same exact thing here. Automation, man, it's killing yeah. jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, uh, librarian Leva Bates joined ringside by librarian Peter Avalon versus Ali. I thought this was supposed to be uh, versus Kyler Ray. I don't know yeah. why it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I don't keep up with being the lead as much as I should. Uh, this is a bit of a funny spot where Leva comes out, sh- shushes, yeah. um, and then she's looking for Peter Avalon. He's in the tent. So they have a tent, like a Firefest-style tent. It, it looked, I think it was like a changing room tent, like when we go to the beach. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you want to change from one outfit to another. I think that's what that, that could was. could be, yeah, yeah. Um, they, tr- they actually had a, a kind of a funny story in this match a little bit where early on Allie's working over Leva's shushing sh- finger. finger and yeah. several points. Leva tries to shush and she can't because she's selling the finger. Um, but at one point, though, Leva puts Allie in the rings of Saturn and manages to and shush her. And then to put her finger against her mouth and make her go shh, you know. Um, but in the end, uh, Peter Avalon costs Leva Bates the match. He tosses a book that he was carrying out to the ring to Allie. And mistakenly, uh, Allie says, here, Leva, take this. Yeah. Tosses it to her. 
uh, follows it up directly with a super kick to yep. the face for the win. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it was cool to see that Allie kind of stuck with the video game theme oh, of yeah, the show because yeah, yeah. she came out with like a katana mm-hmm. outfit from Mortal Kombat. Uh, Leva, she's this is like her whole thing about she can do characters. Yeah. She's a character wrestler. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of the character she's grasped to become the librarian. Because, like, I've told you before, I know somebody who can do a really good yeah, yeah, librarian. Yeah, yeah, totally, I know. And for me, I, she's got a long long ways to go if she wants to get this shtick down. Mm. So, I mean, overall, it was an okay match. Yeah, I mean, like, the story about the fingered stuff, that, that, was, that was entertaining. Easy was little storytelling yeah. bit. Uh, after that, we had Kenny backstage. He's walking around with a bunch of musical he instruments. He was a roadie, dude. Yeah, he was. Roadie Kenny. Um, and then Brandon Cutler walks up to him and uh, tells him that all the bands have pulled out of the show because there's no money. No Slipknot. No Slipknot. No, no slipknot. Blink-182. 182. They Brandon couldn't get Cutler Blink-182. Or Blink-182. Blink-182. And so they cut, and there's like an empty little side stage off the ramp where there's just a whole the drum kits and bass and guitar set up. But no one to play him. Well, epic foreshadowing. Yeah, Kenny truly. was going to play with those instruments yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, leave a bait. Um, after that, the main event of the kickoff show, pre-show, uh, Michael Nakazawa taking on, I believe, the organizer of the CEO Fight uh, Game Festival conference, whatever they call it, uh, Alex Jabaley. Alex Jabaley. Um, before the match started, Nakazawa cut a promo uh, talking trash to Alex Jabaley. Um, this match was silly. Um, uh, I thoroughly enjoy whenever uh, Michael Nakazawa does the, the body oil spot. Yeah. That's clever, and they utilize it where people were slipping all over the around. The ref slipped. He kind of went into a move to slip purposely. To yeah. Hit like a senton yeah. on Alex Jabaley. It's pretty clever stuff. It's funny because like right off the bat when uh, Nakazawa came out, first thing I noticed is his trunks. And just like the way that his trunks are set up, I'm like, man, something's going to happen with him because you're not just going to be – like how because it's all threaded on the side. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's he wearing? You know, yeah, yeah, well, he's yeah. not just wearing regular underwear because you could see it. So I had a feeling that something was going to play an effect with that. And you were right about and that. And lo and behold, you, you were know, right. My little Indian, my little indie instincts kicked in, <laughs> and I saw that was a, a factor. But you know, the the guy, the CEO, Jabali, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a guy who, you know, what like what he gets his training from Kenny. Yeah, he, you know. He comported himself okay. He did okay. Yeah. He, you know, he did all the things as a, a a rookie. What you're the first moves you do learn. You do learn a hip toss. You do learn a scoop slam, um, strikes and kicks. That comes with a lot of time and experience. So he did everything within his means, and Nakasawa or whatever was able to carry him yes. along the match yes. to make it pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really silly, but it was entertaining. It was. It was a good match. It was a good um, match. Uh, at one point, the Jabali sets up a table ringside at one point, and Nakazawa puts him through it. Um, goes, puts it back in the ring. Goes for the pin, but rather than taking the easy win right then and there, pulls him, pulls up, him up. He's like, no. Usually a, a, a horrible mistake. Um, there was game controllers brought in the ring. There Strangles was a, him with a GameCube controller. Yeah. Then starts playing the controller. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it was actually. That was and a, then yeah, Jabali uh, went uh, ringside. And he had someone that had like a bag of weapons for him because inside was like a, a fight stick, yeah, arcade you know yeah. thing with like twenty five buttons and a joystick stuff that was used. Um, and then at one point, uh, so Nakazawa, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. with the tights, pulled his thong out from underneath it. Does man thong? Banana, banana hammock. Yeah, it's with a really impressive feet. Um, and so he kind of does like almost like a mandible claw thing, puts the hand. Mandible claw, a little bit of the uh, Mr. Sacco, yeah, yeah, style, yeah. The snake from from Santino, Santino yeah. 
um, just kind of overpowered Jabali with the the stank of his underwear. But it missed a few times, and then he was able to hook. Jabali was able to hook the uh, underwear around Nakazawa's arm. Yeah, kind of like put him in like a little like arm hold with his yeah. own underwear. Yeah, which that was is pretty good. Creative. And then uh, Jabali hits like a, a nasty looking German suplex. Yeah. Oh Not, my god! Nakazawa right in his head. Not in his head, and that's the thing. Like. I don't know what that was. Nakasawa overjumped that and just he took his own bump yeah. on his head. Yeah, that was rough. Um, that allowed uh, Jabali an opportunity to go in the ring, get some of those giant things you put on your joystick. They those big them, buttons. Yeah, those arcade buttons. Yeah, arcade buttons. He dumps a bag of those in the middle of the ring and then uh, back backdrops Nakazawa on him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the finish saw Jabali kick Nakazawa square in the front area. He goes for the cover. However, the ref is distracted. Uh, Nakazawa reverses and then shoves his thong into Bailey's face. Yep. He can't kick out. Gave him the old stank face. Yep. Undie cover. Yep. He couldn't kick out of that. Yep. He won. <laughs> the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh- Pre-show uh, ended with uh, a brief Mox promo. Uh, I think it was just like, hey, I'm here to have a good time. Aren't we all, John? Yeah, thank you, John Moxley. Yes. Uh, main show kicked off with Christopher Daniels, SCU, taking on Shima. Um, this is a good match. Yeah. A um, couple of veterans in the ring. Um, I anticipated uh, Shima picking up the win here because SCU beat uh, Stronghearts at double or nothing. Sure enough, what happened? Uh, Shima won with like uh, Daniels was flat on his back in, on, in the ring and then Shima hit like a meteor off the top rope yeah. it was pretty nasty looking but there's some fun spots in this yeah 
Um, I, nothing really sticks too much out for me in this match as far as like notable stuff. Um, I just, you know, Christopher Daniels has been doing this for a long oh, yeah. time. You know, he's not like, he's almost 50 Yeah, and he can kind of like, like I, I brought that story up earlier with, you know, he's big on presentation mm-hmm. and covering your character and your gimmick. He's one of the best at that, like how, mm-hmm. having to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, man, he could, he can carry anyone through a match and do yeah. kind of whatever. So yeah. But um, he was working on Shima's back a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, exactly. That was kind of the, the story going through it. Yeah, but uh, Shima managed to overcome. He gets the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next match was a lot of fun. Uh, Riho versus Nyla Rose versus uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Um, uh, and the, the finish I thought was a bit surprising. Yeah, she it was like a roll up, and then she hooked her foot, and then that enabled her to kick yeah, out. Yeah, it was almost like. That, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it was, it, it was like her hooking her foot stacked her up, mm-hmm. and then that prevented her from like kicking out. It was almost like uh, Kofi's SOS, but without yeah. the, necessarily the impact. Yeah. On, on the roll through. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, this, this was a good highlight match for basically everybody involved. Uh, Nyla hit pretty much the the Kenta Hideo Itami knee. Where she draped uh, Riho on the oh, She jumped off the top rope yeah, and yeah. came in with a big knee. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's a, she's a big person, yeah. too. So for her to jump off the rope and land, that's tough. Yeah. That's really Yeah, hard. it was super impressive. Um, later on, she misses a swanton. Um, you called this right when it was happening. Uh, uh, Niho jumps off the top rope first. Nyla mm-hmm. catches her. And then Yuka follows suit. Nyla catches her too, yeah. but rather than do the d- b- double slam, they both counter to a double pin situation. Nyla kicks out. That was pretty great. This spot was awesome too, where Nyla hits a nasty uh, power bomb on Yuka. Uh, Niho comes through, breaks up with a shining wizard. Yep. And then that allows uh, Yuka to reverse into a pin of her own, and Riho had to come around and break that up. I think with a double stomp. Yeah, she did a lot of double stomps in this mm-hmm. match. And she can get away with it as far as like not hurting her opponents because she probably weighs like less than 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. You got Nyla who's probably like close to 200. The other girl's like super light. So I kind of was hoping that Nyla was just going to do more like, you know, beals, more big moves. Overpower them, like, yeah. Overpower them, but it was pretty even across the board. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like Nyla did get the upper hand majority of the entire match. But just like seeing the size difference between all the, I kind of expected her to do a lot more as yeah, far as yeah, like throwing yeah. them around. Yeah. Because I've been in matches where I'm wrestling little guys. And that's all I do. Yeah. And then eventually it's something where they can hit a couple counters on me where it eliminates me. Yeah. And then you just have the two smaller opponents going yep. at it. It yep. was more just two on one ish, but I didn't see enough separation between everybody. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of something that like stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing was is Niho and Yuka would kind of, whether they wanted to, Work in tandem. Yeah. And then that was the thing that was kind of hard to pick up was when they would do t- double team stuff on her. When would when do they eventually say, hey, we got to... Now is, we got to throw. Yeah. Now we got to go at it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, after the match, Nyla gets up. She lays out Niho, sets her up for a powerbomb, and then uh, Yuka makes the save. Uh, uh, Riho and Yuka hit double drop kicks on Nyla, send her out of the ring, but then afterwards, Riho pushes Yuka. So mm-hmm. they're not friends. No, they're not friends anymore. Not friends anymore. Not at all. Um, after that, MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc versus Hangman Page. Another quality uh, uh, generate, heat-generating promo from MJF. And you mentioned this during the stream is that he goes to he, – he hits your typical heel promo tropes. Yeah. Calls people nerds, says they sleep – or sorry, they live at their mom's house, uh, makes reference to having uh, intercourse with all their mothers. 
that kind of stuff. He he had a great line where it's like, if I want to see what your lives are like, I can just watch reruns of my six six hundred pound life, life on, on TLC. TLC. Yeah, uh, that's the thing about MJF is he got more of the fact that like he his mic skills are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He gets his own segment to go out there and cut a promo mm-hmm. and get more exposure. Which is a lot of things I don't know. Like a lot of guys outside of WWE and the, you know all the guys in the indies don't really capitalize on how yeah. important it is to have a good promo. And if your promo is good and you can carry on with your good, your, if your work's good as well, then like MJF, he you know he's he's talented. He's got yeah. weapons in his yeah. arsenal. He can talk and he can wrestle. Yeah, and his facials are you know they're excellent. Yeah. So he's a he's a really talented. Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. And he's he's bulking up a bit too. Yeah, he it looks like, like he. Probably he's like two ten. I'm sure yeah. he's like he put on like twenty pounds. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, he's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah, he has since uh, all in for sure. Um, this is a at many points a showcase for Jungle Boy, kind of his 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 first real match on a huge stage like this. You know, yeah. he's we you know wrestled at APW. Yeah, uh, PWG some. He's a yeah PWG. Um, he does a lot of bar wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he does a lot of bigger indie stuff on the yeah, West yeah, Coast, yeah. but like you said, he hasn't been on a platform like this Mm -hmm. you know and for him to kind of be the highlight of this you know fatal four-way match especially with guys like mjf havoc and adam hangman page who's more established than anybody Mm -hmm. so to go out there and kind of be the main focal and like it helped to him coming out luchasaurus yeah you know being like his his you know his muscle on the side yeah yeah i I'm really happy for you know Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. He, he did really well mm-hmm. in this match. Mm-hmm. That Stood spot, that uh, that kind of like cannonball spot he did off the uh, the corner. They kind of got his 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 boot caught up in the turnbuckle a little bit. Oh, yeah. That was still super impressive. Yeah, it was insane. I don't know what he did. Yeah, I know. It, I don't know if he has fear in him. Like it's just some of the stuff that he can do. And I remember like there was a thing, something on YouTube I watched where. It was bar wrestling. It was Jungle Boy. It was David Arquette and somebody else. And Arquette just goes, man, I'm just out there just in awe of what Jungle Boy can do. <laughs> and I'm like the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, Jimmy Havoc took a nasty reverse run. It looked like he ran it right in oh, right his head. Right in his head. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, uh, he ate the pin too. Uh, Hangman hit his finisher. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's several moments in that match where uh, he and MJF uh, had to stare down. There's still beef between them. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, I was hoping, I was advocating to make Hangman All Elite's first champion. That's what I kind of thought. The that's the approach they're gonna take. I, you know, to be honest, after watching this match, I don't think. No, he's he's gonna get a thing with MJF. Yeah, I think that's I think that's better suited. And like, yeah, it'd be cool for him to take on Jericho. That's really good experience yes. for him. But I mean, it that's tough to say because there is stuff that he needs to work on to mm-hmm. kind of get to that point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's just like you could, you look at Moxley and the way he carries himself yeah. in the ring. Yeah. You know, he just, he's, he it's, he's there. And just with Heyman, like I love Heyman's great and he's super talented. But yeah. this match to me, I don't know if he was putting over that knee injury or not, but there wasn't anything that made him stand out above any, like to me, yeah, Jungle yeah, yeah, Boy yeah. looked like the MJF and Jungle Boy looked great. Yeah, they were the standouts they for were sure. The, they were the two standouts for sure. In that for sure, match. for sure. But like obviously for story purposes, Hangman had to win to get momentum into the yeah, next yeah. show. Yeah, totally into the title match, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see MJF screw Hangman. I hope, that, I hope that happens for storytelling purposes. Yeah, I would not be surprised that happens. Um, after that, an interesting matchup between uh, Darby Allen and Cody. 
Um, you mentioned this while watching the show that you would kind of hope that Cody would try to wrestle a Darby Allen style match. Um, instead, we got Darby Allen trying to wrestle a Cody Rhodes yep, style match. Yep. Um, where the smallest thing has larger implications. Yeah. Um, for the vast duration of the match, Cody is just overpowering, uh, having his way with Darby Allen. Um, Tide kind of turns a little bit when Darby has the upper hand and slams Cody's left hand against the ring post. And so the rest of the match, Cody's like, I can't use my left hand, basically. Yeah. They made a hand a really important yeah. aspect of the yeah. story being told. Crippling the bigger guy so he couldn't immobilize the smaller yeah, guy yeah. as much. And, uh, gosh, I don't know how Darby Allen got up from this. So he, uh, Cody's on the apron. Darby Allen goes to the top. He dives backwards and eats the corner of the apron. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ow. <laughs> oh, that looked it. I think Darby can get away with that stuff because he, he doesn't weigh that much. Yeah, he's light. He's light. But, like, I if you're a big guy, if you're Cody taking that, you're, oh you're jacked up. Yeah. That's just so much weight hitting that. And, like, that's like they all say that's the hardest part of the ring, that, that apron. So that kid just going, whap down it, that looked horrible that looked bad it looked painful uh phil mentioned earlier on that uh darby on walks down to the ring with a body bag that i think they had cody 11 on it yeah so cody 11 yeah on um so uh shortly after that trust fall type spot uh, uh the, the body bag set in the corner like in the ring the entire match Th- that's the thing and they're working around, around it, the yeah. whole time and that kind of it I, something happened where it got that way and you can see Darby's being really mindful of when he's selling Cody's working him that they can't go in that yeah, corner yeah, because yeah. of that spot. And I think if, and I know the ref Aubrey, mm-hmm. if she, if they ran that spot with her, she could have moved it back. Yeah. But I don't think, I think she's too focused on what was going on in that match that she wasn't mindful enough to do that. And that's like, you know, like the camera work needs to be worked. I think for her yeah, as a ref, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. something that she needs to be, mindful of too is like when guys have certain things set up how do you make sure that you can set it somewhere where you don't jeopardize the spot yeah but you don't jeopardize a spot in the ring yeah yeah so yeah. you don't take anything yeah away. No, they, they, they took they limited that entire corner yeah of the match and that the whole part. corner they couldn't use it because of that one yeah, particular yeah, yeah, reason yeah. um so uh, cody has darby more or less incapacitated and he starts putting him in this body bag and then he lifts him up hits a disaster kick and then he takes darby out and goes for cover mm-hmm uh, Darby kicks out, and the whole idea is that Darby just takes everything Cody gives him and yeah. keeps coming bouncing yeah. back. Essentially, like obviously, it was the story of he can't keep this little guy down. Yeah, and even in a body bag, he couldn't get him down. Yeah, um, man, it's it's such a different because like what I don't understand is like you have this match with Darby Allen, but you just had this like five star epic storytelling match with I know. your brother. I know, but then you go from that to this Darby Allen match. And I'm kind of confused on what the, what the um, presentation, not the presentation, but like what the goal is. What were they trying to go to? What's the interpretation of this match? Like, where are you guys trying yeah, to lead it long to? Term, yeah, like, long term. I don't yeah. really know. And it's cool. Cause it ended in a, like the match timed out, mm-hmm. which you know, obviously that's super old school. That's kind of harboring back to the Crockett days. Yeah. So I okay, that's it's different, but what's the payoff? With Darby Allen, because we don't—I don't know enough about Darby yeah. Allen AEW character-wise. I would have liked to have seen Darby in that 
fatal four-way match yeah, yeah. instead of like hangman yeah just to kind of see all those guys go at yeah, it yeah, just yeah. to have you know just have a better idea something more in, in darby allen's element that's that's, that's totally. exactly because darby allen is fast-paced he's a high-flying guy yeah he's very smooth with transitions yeah and that's what he's known for. But when you ground him, you just kind of beat him up. And like, well, you didn't really see a whole lot of that. You didn't really see a whole yeah. lot of what he can really actually do. Um, there was flashes here and there. Like he hit this cool kind of stunner type move. Um, and then the finish, as you mentioned, saw uh, Darby doing that. Cody, shortly after, hit crossroads, crawls over the cover, and time limit expires right as the ref counts two. Her, her hand goes down for two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sean Spears runs down the ring. So I, I guess I wondered in terms of Cody, mm-hmm. this match storyline wise, long term may not have much to do with the feud between him and Darby Allen. Yeah, it's to establish Darby Allen as a guy you can't keep down. Mm-hmm. All right, he can move on to Co- off from Cody now because Sean Spears got, comes to the equation and absolutely destroys Cody Rhodes' head oh, with a chair shot to the dome. That looked insane. Because I okay, first time we saw it. Oh, it's a blood capsule. They show another replay of it. Okay, where is he hitting him? Hit him in the hit him in the top head. Do another replay. He hit him inside the head. Right here, yeah. And another replay. He hit him right. Cody turned his head away from when he hit, and it clocked him right in the yeah. back of the head. And he, no hands. No, no hands. Just straight. Completely unprotected. Attitude era. Yeah, shot. that was shocking. Oh, my God. Because it wasn't like Sean Spears went easy on it. No, and, and Sean didn't like sell like he felt bad. His face was just stone cold. Like He did not. Cody said something to him before... He swung, and I would be curious to know what that is. He probably said, all in. <laughs> yeah, he probably says, give it to me. Give it to me. Come give on, to me. do it. I want you to do it. Do it. Do you me. know what I want. <laughs> give me what I want. <laughs> so uh, Sean Spears destroys Cody with the chair shot to the head. It was nasty. Bust him open. Um, and then uh, MJF, who fashions himself as Cody's kind of protege, runs down. Uh, Brandon Cutler and then Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kasarian all run down to check on Cody. That kind of showed, like... That's the AEW group that Cody's running with. He's not running with the elite guys. Mm-hmm. That's all. Ken, that's Kenny, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Now you can see Cody's got his own little group with MJF and the SCU guys. Yeah, that's interesting because when you and I were talking to the show, we're like, so you, what, some one of the friend of his asks is like, "What is Cody? Healer face? Is yeah. he healer face?" And it's like, no, Cody's just Cody. Cody but yeah. when you see those guys at his aid. And he does do a lot of healer's tendencies when he has Brandy on the mm-hmm. right side. I mm-hmm. guess Cody, you know, looking like an 80s dickhead, yeah. he's yeah. going more. I think yeah. that's more of like hey. where he's. He definitely looks know. like Bully from 80 Teen Comedy. Yeah. Um, so they come out and check on him. They help him to the back. Um, and commentary really pushes the idea of will this, like Excalibur saying, oh, I hope there's a concussion protocol here in AEW. And they're really pushing the idea that that attack could preclude Cody from uh, taking uh, place, taking part in his match at Fight for the Fallen. Mm-hmm. He and Dustin teaming up against the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's the thing. That that kind of answers my question earlier. Like, what was the goal of this match? Like, what what, what was the end of being this match? Mm-hmm. Darby, Cody, okay, ends in the count. So that gives Darby is a legit fighter. It takes a lot to get this kid yeah. down and ends in a count out. That way he has to take a pin. So, yeah. yeah, no one took a pin, so no one really – it kind of like it kind of lessened Cody's stock, mm-hmm. just especially after that match. But then you kind of forget about with Sean Spears coming in the ring, cracking him with the chair, mm-hmm. and then the certain guys that came to Cody's aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that changes quite a bit of yeah. like the whole what that match meant. Yeah, totally. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, next, man, this was a barn burner. Uh, you got the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid versus the Elite. Uh, the Young Bucks were dressed as Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter. I guess Kenny was Akuma. He was Akuma, but he wasn't all. He didn't have. He didn't go pants. super Akuma. He was still wearing his. And he, maybe he didn't want to do that because he knew he was going to do something later in the night. Maybe, maybe, or maybe, maybe. How about this? What if the Young Bucks is like, "Hey, Kenny, we got some awesome, awesome, cool ring gear. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. What is it? You have to wait and find out." Yeah, to wait and find and, out. And then they show up early today. Say, "Check this out. <laughs> we're Ken and Ryu." Look, he's like, "Damn it." <laughs> Fighting games is my thing. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? And they're not like the uh, Nick and Matt aren't super gamers either. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that like they went like crazy on the street fighter. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, what do I do? What do I do? What? I got my normal gear. I just have my normal gear. And then they're like, you know, we we can get you some spray can. We wait. I will get can quick. Us, go to wardrobe. Someone have us have some red hair dye. Red hair dye. I could be a kuma. I could be a kuma. <laughs> wait. Don't just spray my hair. Make the symbol on my back. I need a character on my back. I need a character Akuma. on my back. Akuma. 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 I'm Akuma. Yes, I'm Akuma. That's awesome. That'd be funny if that's what it was. I hope, you know what, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> they didn't tell him. They didn't run it by him. Maybe he's they, not one of the COOs or whatever. I don't know if he is. Or yeah, not. he's one of the executive vice presidents. Yeah. You know what? They had the meeting. He was there. It's a rib. It's a rib. Maybe they explained him being the elite and missed it. I got to really do a better job watching this show. Um, this match was a ton of fun. Against There's way too much stuff happening during this match to really take note of every little thing. Uh, as we've seen with all the various permutations of these gentlemen wrestling, um, even going back, and I'm happy Excalibur mentioned this, where it was the Lucha Brothers and Flamita taking on the Elite at Bull a couple of years back. I had the privilege of attending that show live in person. That's awesome. And it was spectacular. Yeah. Um, and mentioning that, uh, Kenny versus Pentagon last year at All In was great. Of course, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks at Double Nothing was fantastic. Um, so expecting anything less than a, th- a half-hour thrill ride, thrill ride, uh, you know, and that's exactly what was delivered. Um, of course, with the elite dressed as Street Fighter peeps, they had to do the Hadouken, Hadouken spot yeah. that Kenny hasn't done in forever. Yeah. Um, the craziest bit, though, was uh, Pentagon is, is, is in the corner, and he starts waving to Phoenix. Come on yeah. over here. Yeah. So Phoenix runs. And Pentagon flings him over his Does him a big back body drop over the top rope, over the post, landing. Oh, God, he must have been like 11 feet in the air. It was insane. Trusting that Nick Nick Jackson is going to be right there for him to base to catch him. Like, and then do more stuff in the match. That... Like, no no one's going to tell you, hey, this is what someday you're going to do. Yeah. Like, that to me is... So much trust. Yeah. And that takes a lot of body control to be able to, like, make sure you land safely. I know. And that was the craziest spot. Yeah. That, that to me, was the craziest spot. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that went on in this match. Um, some of the little things I noticed was that that was Phoenix's big, mm-hmm. like, big spot. Uh, it looked like Matt took it easy tonight. Yeah. He didn't do as much as all everybody else. I mean, the beginning of the match, uh, Nick 
was in there for like six minutes. Like yeah, it was just yeah. him getting beat yeah, up yeah, by yeah. all the the lucha guys. And the Mac tagged in, hit like five Northern Light suplexes. Yeah, that tags, was that tags, was it. He hit a couple in, yeah. Northern Light suplexes, yeah. and then Kenny took over. Um, yeah, I mean, of all, a lot of the matches I've seen them as a team, this wasn't like, you know, obviously they play their beats, and like these guys can, they always have great matches. Yeah. So when you, even when they always have great matches, as fans, you can tell if it's not up to mm. the up to par mm. what they normally mm. do. And it's crazy because I've only seen so many of their matches together, but I could tell that it this wasn't like the great, and they did some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You could put anybody in there, and they can do that, and it's like insane. But it's fact, it's the young bucks. I think it's something they got to be careful in the future is how much they do. Yeah. Because people are just going to anticipate them doing a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And they also always want to see them do more and more. They all, yeah, exactly, more and more. Um, if 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 double or nothing was uh, like when the the top flight new japan shows uh this wasn't quite house show or road to uh uh, uh king of pro wrestling at kirk and hall yeah in terms of the quality of the match i mean like kenny omega he had his house show mm-hmm. he would call it his house show t-shirt he would wear during those matches you know yeah. matches that were of little import to him he'd wear a t-shirt yeah it wasn't a, you know a step down in that regard but it was it was probably a match that would have been out of place on a mid level like King of Pro Wrestling a yeah, mid level New yeah, Japan show. I think so. Well, yeah. they put on a really good match, but it's 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 not quite to the same level as a Double or Nothing match or when the when uh, the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi took on uh, Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, at that, All In. Yep. Which uh, unfortunately had to cut short. They had to cut short, but still there was they did more stuff in that match within the time frame they had. It blew my mind. Yeah, insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, another crazy bit that uh, Phoenix did is he hit a, a Spanish fly off the top rope, but not the top turnbuckle. No, off the top the rope. rope, like the rope. <laughs> and they, that's the part where Nick kind of had to like restep yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool because the commentators picked up on that. Oh, that little bit of hesitation allowed Phoenix to hit him with a Spanish fly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which okay, that was cool. Excalibur pointed that yeah, out. Yeah. So. Like, as far as commentary goes, he did a good job of transitioning. Like, oh, that was a mistake. That led to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some good storytelling and bits I, on their part. In the, the final two matches, at least, you notice Excalibur taking a lot more of the play-by-play duties. Yeah. Which he's excellent at. Yeah. He was – and, like, he's familiar with all those guys, so, mm-hmm. you know. And it's cool to see him doing more play-by-play, and then you have JR kind of doing more like, what do you like, Excalibur, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding, <laughs> adding a little flavor to a it. A little flavor to it. God damn, I would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that spot was great, uh, and then that Spanish fly they landed on Insane. a couple of dudes on the outside. Uh, Laredo Kid was in the match a lot. He had a strong showing. I'm seeing some of the stuff in AAA. He's really good. Uh, in the end, uh, it took a V trigger, a J driller, another V trigger, and a one winged angel all from Kenny to to put him away for the the victory for the elite. Fun match. It was a good match. Really, really fun really match. It. Really fun. Um, after that, your main event. We were expecting a bloodbath. We didn't quite get that. No, but I'm glad it wasn't yeah. that because they still did stuff that, like, I, you know, we all see a lot of hardcore matches. At least I, I've seen quite a few. Yeah, same. Um, that, I'm glad that they saved the big color for Cody. Yeah. Because that made what happened to Cody mean more. Yeah. If they would have had like a bloody, you know, just ripped apart match, mm-hmm. they still did. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, for they had two barbed wire table spots. Yeah. Uh, they had a barbed wire chair. 
They had two bags of thumbtacks. Yeah. They they went through chairs. Like regardless, this was the match that Dean's been dying for. Yeah. When he like yes. he this is what he always wanted. And he had a he had that same kind of match when he went against Jericho. Mm-hmm. And Jericho puts over the sixty nine thumbtacks that he had in his oh, body. Yeah. Oh yeah, the asylum match. Yeah, yeah, the asylum match. Well, I think that yeah, that match was like a pale comparison to what this ended up yeah, being. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, you could see in the way that like what I loved about this match is like Dean is or not Dean, but John's finally is an element. He's out of WWE. They showed his like Titan Tron. They showed his little video thing he put together, which is great because now they tie that in with his character. He comes out, he's out of jail, he's you know, he's prison break. He's he, the way he walks around moving, what I liked is Janela was mimicking his movements yeah, in yeah, the ring. Yeah. He was looking at him mocking Moxley. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't intimidated by Mox. You know, Cause while Dean was in WWE uh, having to water down his style, mm-hmm. he had Janela getting doing th- exactly what he wanted to getting do. thrown off warehouse r- uh, roofs into a truck bed full of light tubes and stuff. Yeah, you know he was the evolution maybe of John Moxley. Yeah, exactly. He's a different stuff. version of the same guy. Exactly. Um, and this match was, as you mentioned, all the weapons. And that's what I appreciate. These are the hardcore matches I enjoy, or it's not about the amount of the, the, the number of pints of blood that's left in the ring. It's about the creativity involved. Yeah. Um, and it's not like they reinvented the wheel of the hardcore match here, but just the bit with the thumbtacks and and, 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 and Mox taking off Janelle's that was shoes. That was great because you, you, we all know what it's like to step on a Lego. Oh, man. Or like jam your toe or something. Yeah. When you do something, you bomb your foot, you know what that feels like. Yeah, it so sucks. they did a great job of like showing Joey Janela's soft little baby feet. <laughs> you know, his of all things that he has gotten beaten up. I torn wonder if up, he babied those for he, two months. Oh, I, got I guarantee that moisturizing he's probably, he moisturizes and get baby oil. He's getting that pumice stone in the he shower get, and getting those calluses. He gets his Avino oil to like come <laughs> down before he goes to sleep. He's like, This I'm gonna get these feet ready because they're gonna look TV ready. Yep. He had TV ready feet. Yeah, he did. They looked like they they had never he could be foot he could anything. be a foot model for all I know. Yeah. They were like they were they looked like un- untouched feet. Untouched feet, yeah. Like they had never stepped in anything <laughs> other than the softest cotton socks inside the, like the the finest footwear in the world. Um, anyways, things really uh, kicked off uh, when a, a chair was brought into the equation, and uh, uh, Joey hits a swanton, but not on Moxley as intended. Um, it was on a, a a chair, and I believe this was. Before or after the suplex, I unfortunately didn't make note of this. Well, he did a Huracurana, and Moxley flipped onto the chair on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then before that, Moxley stomped on him, and then people were chanting, you sick you see, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the, yeah, with the barbed wire chair. Yeah, yeah the barbed yeah. wire chair. Yeah, spot. he pulls it out in front of the ring, puts on Joey Stomps. I still yeah. wish they would have had the barbed wire bat. I know. I kind of, you know, but, you know. They they still, as the that's the first time I watched a hardcore match. Where I was like, man, I want him, now I want to see him do more and more stuff. They did a good job of escalating the, the level of violence. Yeah, throughout. yeah. They started. They did one thing, then they did another. Like they built up to instead of just going straight into all the mm-hmm. hardcore. They mm-hmm. build up to a, a brawl around the ring, mm-hmm. and then eventually they start pulling out stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that to me was. I think that's where Moxley probably took some of his storytelling from WWE. Yes. And then brought it back here to make it make you know build things up. Yeah, and then totally. eventually the the crescendo was. Um, having, you know, Janela take off his, having his shoes getting taken yeah. off and yeah. then like stepping onto thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Oh, that was rough. That was, yeah. Uh, so there was a, a several table spots. They had some tables set up uh, on the outside. Uh, at one point, both of them go through 
the one table set up outside after like a, a Russian leg sweep off the apron. They both go through it. Um, there's another table in the corner. Uh, Mox picks up Joey and just drives him through it. Um, next, uh, Mox pulls out a barbed wire board from under the ring. Uh, but Joey gets the upper hand. He DVDs uh, Mox into the, the board in the corner. He has to pull himself out of the barbed wire. Oh, my God. Ow. That hurt. Uh, Joey pulls a ring out from under the ring, under the ring, a ring out from under the ring, a ladder. <laughs> um, climbs, jumps, hits an elbow, puts Mox through a couple tables that were set up ringside. And then Joey gets a barbed wire board and sets it up between the ring and the barricade. And since he pulled it out in the ring, guess who's going through it? He is. Joey is. Joey is. Because uh, back in the ring, Moxley hits Dirty Deeds, picks up Janela, and then tosses him out of the ring uh, through the board. It's one thing I noticed about Mox. Every single move he delivers in this match, and kind of the same way with the Juice Robinson match, uh, has purpose. Yeah. And there's intensity behind it. Like that X-Plex he did. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That was violent. Yeah. There was like, there was stank on He it. wasn't just doing it just to do it. He did it to make sure that he landed somewhere. Mm-hmm. With force. With force, yeah. yeah. Which is one thing kind of lacking. Like some of the times the stuff he does, he'd do at WWE, like that lariat he'd do where he kind of, Spring off the rope. It looked like he just did just to do it. I know. You know, but this time, like, everything he did, there was a reason why he was hitting mm-hmm. these moves. Mm-hmm. He did one thing, boom, soften the guy up, then did another thing, boom. Yep. So he would hit the, you know, hit the table or the, the board of bob wire. Yeah. Um, so Mox goes under the ring, gets a bucket. Inside bucket is a bag of thumbtacks. So he pours those out, and then he goes over to Joe and kind of keeps him on the mat and starts taking his shoes off. And we see Joey Janela's <laughs> untouched feet. Untouched feet. Um, and at first, Joey kind of evades being dropped in the thumbtacks. Although he has to kind of brace himself, so he steps on one. Um, but Mox picks him up, drops him with an X-Plex on the thumbtacks. Ow! Yeah. Ow! I got to say, Janela did a great job. And obviously, it's real. He did When he was almost about to step in him, like you could see how he tiptoe without getting in him. Mm. And then by the time he turned around, Mox, he yeah. just... Oh, it was so good. And then uh, Mox picks him up and then drops him feet first right to the thumbtacks. Um, but Mox wasn't done. He goes back to the bucket. There's a second. Two bags. Second sack of thumbtacks. Two sacks of thumbtacks. Pours them down. Hits the Death Rider, the elevated Dirty Deeds, on Janela right into all those thumbtacks. He gets the win. He has no problem hitting his own back on thumbtacks. Ow. You got a thumbtack in his mouth. What do you do? He's, that was a great kick. That, that was the best shot of the whole night. Oh, it was. He does it. One fell in his mouth. He spits out a thumbtack. He's like, oh, I don't want this in here. That's great. Done. Oh, it was so good. Uh, and so he wins. He kind of rolls out of the ring. Uh, kind of props himself up a little bit. We see Kenny sprinting down the ramp. And in mm-hmm. one fluid motion, jumps and V-triggers. It's mocks. A giant V-trigger. Oh. And then, so there's still some debris from the table spot earlier. He pile drives. Uh, Mox on the table, puts another table on top of him, does a springboard double stomp. I like you point this out. He knew exactly where to land, not to crush Mox's yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that Kenny can jump over, have it positioned, and just land right where he's not going to kill him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, it, you know, that just shows that Kenny is – he's how good he is. Yeah. How, how his body placement is incredible. It's incredible. Um, so they start brawling. Um, they brawl up beside the ramp up to the little area where the band was set up. Um, and then uh, Kenny decides to start being musical, take some drumsticks, starts hammering the beat. Doing the beats on his back. And then doing the beat on Moss's back, gets the guitar and plugs it, hits him with it. Electric, not an acoustic, mind you. It didn't it, yeah, break it. it didn't break, which, you know, I think he started you know, start doing a little guitar. It wasn't air guitar. It was no, just, no, was no. It was trying to play. Yeah. 
Um, and so uh, after that guitar shot, Kenny seems content. He walks away. There's a couple of refs. They help Mox up. They help him up the ramp. He's like, I don't want you to help me. He pushes him off. And then Kenny runs back down the ramp with the trash can. Yep. Pow! Beats him with it. Sets it up on the ramp. Hits the dirty deeds on it. Uh, he's done. He walks backstage. Final shot of the show, though, is on Mox. Loving every he second. Is, of he's, he, is he, is, he is the happiest he's ever been. Oh, man. He and it's cool it. to, like, to kind of see his evolution of how – he goes on Jericho. He trashes everything he doesn't like WWE. He finally gets to get what he wants. And then despite getting his ass kicked by Kenny in the end, he's happy. No, he wants more. He wants more. This yeah. is what he's always wanted. Mm-hmm. And then he just never got. Now he's he's the happiest guy on the planet. Totally. That's and that makes me happy. That's yeah. like good for him. Totally. He gets what he's he wants. Yeah. And what I hope the story they set up is if he gets what he wants, is it that gonna be the thing that like Kills him. Undoing ultimately. Will yeah, that be his undoing ultimately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. The, of all the matches going down at All Out, I feel like the Omega Moxie one might. That's have the one I really want. The most intrigue going into yeah. it because it's you can't really tell going into it who's going to come out on top. Yeah, and I kind of feel like whatever happens, it's not going to hurt anyone's stock. No, I just because Mox is such a superstar and Kenny's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the match. Totally. I don't really care. The just want to watch a really great match. Totally. Agreed. Agreed. And we're getting that August 30, whenever it is, 31st. Labor Day? Labor, Labor Day, Day weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah, Saturday before Labor Day. Uh, next for All Elite, they got Fight for the Fallen. Um, the I guess the Cody match is uh, maybe up in the air. Yeah. Um, that was probably the main event, too. With uh, the Young Bucks and... Cody and his brother. Yeah, I wonder what that's gonna be, and that's fight for the fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. It we'll see. Uh, I guess you gotta watch being the elite to see what the beats they take on that, because you know you get Cody can't beat Darby Allen, then you get Sean Spears coming out of nowhere, crack him in his head with his mm-hmm. chair. Mm-hmm. Like, what damage is that gonna mm-hmm. entail? And is Cody going to be able to tag with his brother? Yeah, yeah that's what weeks. he always wanted. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Again, not a perfect show, uh, but entertaining nonetheless. Yeah, it was good. I mean, what would as far as like recent shows by like WWE? How would you compare this to like Stomping Grounds? Oh, this is more entertaining. Than Stomping was this Grounds. okay? Cool. Stomping Grounds because uh, I didn't watch Stomping Grounds. I just uh, watched your guys's like. That's the thing. I don't know because I only watch actually uh, highlights, and then you and you and Steve pick up the pieces. The, like, like the first, like there's a lot of really good matches at Stomping Ground. Actually, the two worst matches at Stomping Ground, the last two. Okay. Like before, leading up to that, actually the show was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but the last two matches were meh. Okay. Um, I would say this is on par with a decent. B level WB paper. Okay, that's that's where you have two or three really good matches. Yeah, a couple really good ones. A yeah. couple maybe misfires. Um, but where this may have the advantage over most WB shows is that this actually advanced at least a couple storylines. That's the thing that I kind of looked at, and it's yeah. not like the commentator is explaining everything no. to you. You can kind of just as a viewer, you can you can speculate. And then you can kind of get your own analysis. You can piece of it together best you can. You can piece can. together totally. best. And that's, what, that's the best thing about mm-hmm. wrestling. Mm-hmm. Totally. About this type of wrestling. Totally. Totally. So, yeah, it's probably, this is on par. And like I said, if this was if this was like a, a trial run for the TV, um, I mean, if this is what we expect on TV every week, that's pretty darn good. That's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. 
Cal. Yes. Thank you very much for joining. Hey, you know, this was kind of a last minute thing. Totally. I'm happy. I'm really happy you can make yeah, it. Yeah. And that was the thing. I'm like, you know what, dude? I know we had some things planned, but I was like, why not start now? I want to get as acclimated as I can as possible. I know Steve's going to be gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, he won't be around for three weeks mm-hmm. total. So for me to come in and do this early, hey, why not? I want to get used to what's going on. That shirt's great. I know it's my Yeti shirt. It's got a Yeti shirt. It's fantastic. Be Yeti. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you, Cal. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we'll be back Monday. See you guys Monday. We'll see you Monday. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.